You're listening to a Frequency Podcast Network production. This is Heaven Bent. I'm Tara Jean Stevens. And welcome to the first Season 4 bonus episode. I'm here to share some unreal developments with you about the International House of Prayer. In recent days, Mike Bickle, the founding leader, has been accused of sexual misconduct by multiple women going back decades. The claims have been verified by numerous former leaders, and they've been described as credible, long-standing, wicked, and even outright evil. And if these allegations are true, it makes the concerns raised this past season more poignant and timely than I could have ever imagined. Ooh, that timing though. I mean, did you plan this? <laughs> That's Gracia from the final episode. She's back to reflect on this news and she's brought a couple friends with her who you'll meet in a moment. But first, in a nutshell, quick recap. Gracia is a former IHOPper and she feels that her 2014 rape claim against someone on staff was grossly mishandled. And all this stuff about Mike, it went public last weekend, right as her episode was about to get published. It was a really wild few days, and it wound up involving Gracia last minute hopping on an interstate flight to be at IHOP on Sunday morning, because IHOP had announced that leaders would be commenting on the allegations against Mike. As I was watching things unfold on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, I just was feeling increasingly drawn to come back to Kansas City to be with my friends here that have gone through so many hardships with IHOP and have fought with me to try to expose a lot of this. And honestly, for my own support too, just so I wouldn't have to go through this alone and I could have people who understood it near me. And um, I didn't actually make the decision until early Sunday morning, like about an hour and a half before the flight left. I just was like, you know what? I need to go and I need to be there. This is blowing up. It's going to be big. And I heard about the meeting that was going to happen Sunday morning. And I was like, let's do it. I found a cheap flight and I packed in 10 minutes, got on the plane and came down here. I didn't even know if I had a place to stay when I was leaving for the airport. I was just like, someone's going to have me. We're just going to do it. And somewhere along the way, I decided, you know what? If I'm going to this meeting, I'm going to confront leadership too. So suddenly, after years of being away, Gracia found herself back at IHOP for this Sunday morning service. And there were other former IHOPers there as well, like Deborah and Joe. Joe, what was it like for you to be back in that space on Sunday, especially on such a poignant day? It was, it was hard. Um, the whole time, I mean, I was there to support Gracia, but I have been there for weddings. I've been there for funerals. I was there for the awakening. It was like just where I was sitting, I could sit in any chair of that room and just have so many memories. It was like all of the memories, both good and bad at the same time. And here I am about to do this kind of crazy thing. And just, it was, it was just kind of everything all at once. Yeah. Joe and I had watched the service on our phones on our way back from the airport because I was just getting in as it was about to start. And so I, 
um, had listened to what they had said from stage and heard them say that, you know, if people have grievances, if people have other stories they want to tell, that they're listening and they want to have transparency and they want to make it right. So they encouraged us to come forward and to talk to them. They said the leaders were going to be standing in front afterwards and anyone who wanted to could, could speak to them. And so I was like, well, you know what? That's going to be me. I'm going to do that. And we rushed there. And meanwhile, Deborah was like, I'll hold a place in line for you since you're getting here so late. So she waited in line and I rushed in and I hardly was even aware of what I was doing. If I had taken a second to think about it, I would have never done this. I don't regret it, but I know I would have chickened out because I never thought I would go back there. I never thought I would speak to them again, much less be charging in to have a confrontation. Hi. Hi, this is Mr. Grayson. How are you? I left my Gracious confrontation was with Stuart Greaves. He was once the overseer of the prayer room's night watch. This was back in Gracious' day. And back then, he was one of the people that handled her rape claim. But today, Stuart Greaves is a primary leader at IHOP and leads the entire executive leadership team. I trust you. I feel that I'm not by you and I don't want anything from you. I am here for me. Because I've carried this for 10 years. I don't want to carry it anymore. I forgive you. Thank you. Whether or not you did something wrong, I forgive you. I do not want bad things for you. I want you to do better. Because I know of many other women who had almost identical situations to me. And the thing we all have in common is that you handle them. Deborah, what did you think of the initial interaction between Gracia and Stuart? So Gracia says, you did me wrong. And I'm just like, okay, we're starting here. Like, I, I love it. Let's go. And his only reaction was just this stare, just this intimidating stare. And okay. He just kept saying, okay. And she's like, like you can tell she's looking for a response from him and he's giving her nothing. I remember him saying thank you a lot. And I'm just like, yeah. So I, I'm feeling that Gracia is incredibly brave um, to just keep going when he's just not giving anything in return. When were the authorities the exact opposite of what happened? Sorry? When were the authorities not to go to the police? When were the authorities I was told not to tell anyone. I was told I not to tell anyone at all. I walked through the hallways okay, she's of saying Night Watch. Not tell I walked through the hallways of Night Watch and he was allowed to share his story. So people told me I was a liar. They came at me. They came at me so much that I didn't really show up anymore. I was 18 years old. I After the interaction that I had with him, I immediately started doubting my own memory because mm -hmm. of how insistent he was that he told me to call the police. I refused to call the police. And I was thinking, you know what, maybe there was a time that I'm just forgetting in all those meetings where he did tell me to call the police. And so I actually asked two other people, one of which was in the meeting, one of which knew about all the meetings as they were happening and kind of got the minutes of it. I asked the person that was in the meeting, what do you remember? Do you remember if he told me to go to the police? And 
Do you remember how I reacted to that? Like, does this sound familiar to you? And this person is still at IHOP. They're still connected. They are, they have no reason to say anything that defends me at this point. And they immediately were like, no, they discouraged you to go to the police. And here was their reasoning why they discouraged you to go to the police. I remember that clearly. And then when I asked the person who got the minutes of things that kind of as they happened back then, without them talking to each other, they directly corroborated stories. Like both of them said the same thing and the same reasonings for it too. So it's like, okay, no, this isn't in my head. I'm not forgetting him telling me this. Mm. Other people that were there remember the same thing a decade later. I think they just deployed a lot of intimidation and bullying tactics, not unlike what the leaders were saying Mike was doing in response to the, his allegations. They they wanted us to be scared. They wanted us to think we couldn't be doing what we were doing, that we couldn't be recording them, and they wanted us to be bullied into deleting it. Yeah, I, I want to end this conversation. Please, thank you. No, no, in fact, I'd like, I'd, like, I'd like you to delete that video. Do you know about? No, no I like. I like. No, I want to see. I know you would like that. No, I like. Do you know about the Heaven Bend no, podcast? Like Can I see you, please? No, you did not. No, Stuart. Okay, just uh, just one second. Do you know I, about I, the? I, just I, so I, you know, I want to give you a heads up. Yes or no question. I want to give you a heads up that tomorrow the Heaven Bend podcast is coming out about Grace's posting. They were angry. They were, it was the first time I've really ever seen Stuart visibly angry about things and just how Stuart on the side kept on saying, I've always liked you, Gracia. Why can't we just get along? Because that's just such a manipulative thing to say because it makes him look like he's trying to make the repairs when all I did was come in and say, I forgive you. I know, I know. I am so proud of you. Let's get off of these grounds and fuck the police. Like, fuck all of it. So, Gracia, the next day, episode six, your episode from season four was released. How are you doing? Are you okay? How are you handling all the attention that you've been getting since then? Um, it's been hard. It's been good, but it's been hard. The community of ex-IHoppers has just flooded around me and supported me. I can barely see everyone fast enough just left and right buying me beers and dinner and, you know, celebrating the victories and crying with the pain. And I've just felt so loved and supported and all of that has been so beautiful, but it has been really, really hard to be this exposed. I'm a very private person. And when I initially agreed to do the interview, I figured no one's really going to listen to this besides other victims. So IHOP's not going to care. And all of a sudden, all these people care. So one of the former IHOP leaders who has confirmed the allegations against Mike by making a public statement is Alan Hood. Like Stuart Greaves, he was there since pretty much the beginning and for a time was even the president of IHOPU from 2003 to 2016. In his statement, he says that he's been, quote, walking closely with one survivor and her husband, and that he's aware of other victims. Alan Hood's statement also points out that alleged abuses are not only sexual, but spiritual in nature. And he also called on the current leadership to engage with an independent, third-party investigator.
Deborah, can you tell me how that statement impacted you? I it's it's tricky because I want to say, you know, I've always I've always thought Alan Hood was like one of the men with like the most integrity, you know, and I I I do appreciate his letter that he put out. I I really appreciate the fact that he used the word accountability in there. I think that's really important. And I have not heard that word a single time, but I'm also like, did he know, did he ever know? Like this whole situation has just made me re-examine every interaction, every sermon, everything, you know? And I'm like, I hope Alan is one of the good guys, you know? That's that's just where I am right now. I feel like everything is, I, I like nothing is real, <laughs> you know. I just want the leadership team to resign because it happened on their watch. That's all. So a lot of the aftermath of this announcement the last few days is, of course, playing out online. And specifically, there are so many rumors going around about who Mike's accusers might be. Some people have even gone so far as to post specific women's names. Some women are even posting now to say, I am not a victim. If you hear that I am, I'm not. Joe, can you tell me what your take is on the mention of potential victims' names? That's really hard because I just I just saw the first one that was, you know, I'm not, you know, don't let people like say this rumor about me. I could just speak for myself and say, I, I don't need to hear anyone's names. You know, like the, the fact that three former directors and leaders and, you know, presidents of IHOPU and et cetera, have come forward and said, this is credible. That's enough for me. And I, I really want that to be enough for everyone else. I really want this to be a situation where we don't say, I have to know who the victim was and I have to know all the juicy details. Like, no, the, People should be able to come forward and have the problem addressed, have an investigation without having to have their name on a billboard and everyone recognize them on vacation for the rest of their lives, you know, is, is kind of how I'm feeling about it. So I hope I hope that's something that the IHOP community can agree is the best way to handle this, even though they're hurting and they want to know the details. Like it's a trusted like female leader. And it's it's that's really hard, but I guess that's how I'm going, you know, if we're going to make the place, any place safe for people to come forward, people need to be able to come forward and not have to like, have this be something that defines them for the rest of their life. So what's next, I wonder, I'm thinking maybe at this point, a statement from Mike Bickle himself might be appropriate. What do you say, Gracia? Oh, he will not give one. I already know he won't give one. I mean, he has a very strong policy that he will not defend himself. He never has in the past, and he's not gonna now. He's not gonna explain himself to even his friends. I mean, there's people I've been talking to that have known him for 35 plus years and been close with him right up into the end, and he didn't say anything. He's not going to. I don't think they'll ever hear from him again. And if they do, he's not gonna take a confrontation about it, and he's certainly not gonna apologize or admit anything at this point. What do you want to happen, Gracia? How would this all end in the most positive way possible in your imagination? Well, already there's some positive things going on. I see that for the first time ever, as long as I've known, the 
ex-IHOP community and the current IHOP community have something in common. Mm. We're both grieved over what happened. Largely, I mean, there are exceptions to this, but largely the people there are just as shocked as we are and just as sad as we are. And for once, we have a bridge between us. And so that already is a really good thing. We also have to remember, too, that he is innocent until proven guilty and that this is only the very beginning of a new chapter. And I'm invested. So this is the first bonus episode for season four, and I'm promising more to come. Thank you so much for joining me, ladies. And Gracia, we are loving your heart and carrying your heart with us right now. Thank you, hon. Thank you so much. If you're interested in reading more about the allegations, I've linked to the official statements from IHOP and Alan Hood in the episode notes. And join me on your favorite social media platforms for updates, insights, and conversation. Heaven Bent is on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And if you'd like to support this ongoing work, thank you. Become a Heaven Bent Plus subscriber on Apple Podcasts, Most of the future Season 4 bonus episodes will be available there ad-free before they become available on the regular feed. I'm Tara Jean Stevens. Thank you for listening.